Ortiz in the deep right field. Back is Sheffield. We'll see you later tonight. Welcome to the Exit Velocity Baseball Podcast. My name is Brent. This evening, we got the big three on Jordan and Zach. How are you guys doing? Doing good, man. Good to be on with both of you. It's been a while, but it's good to have all three of us on at the same time for once. Yeah, it's good it here. Good. I know uh, it's been chilly today. It was 40 degrees here. How are you guys doing where you're at? A little chilly, but it's supposed to get really warm this week. I think it's supposed to be like 80 this week, weekend in New Jersey. So I'm looking forward to that. Nice. It's May in Minnesota. I have no complaints. yeah we just need that baseball to roll in today so today we're gonna rank our parks and our favorite food but before all that fun stuff we're gonna talk about that proposal that was made today and it's an expansion of playoffs team from 10 to 14 an 82 game season and has to get approved by the local governments and the state government and we're gonna start up another spring training in june and a universal DH, starting with you, Zach, what do you think is going to happen here? I am, for the first time in pretty much this whole um, this whole scenario that we've had here with this quarantine and the COVID situation, this is the first time that I am actually concerned that there's not going to be any baseball. Um, it just doesn't sound like both sides are coming to an agreement. It sounds like money is a big issue on the table, and obviously the health concern of the players, they're going to be doing most of the traveling and kind of just out in the open, and they have a lot at risk here, and they want to be compensated, and the owners just do not want to compensate them the full amount, which which is fair. Uh, it's not a full season. I don't think you can expect to make your full salary here, uh, but it just doesn't sound like both sides are agreeing on a pay structure, and this meeting tomorrow, I'm, I'm just really concerned that it's not going to go well, and we might not see baseball this season. Yeah, that could get ugly, and I know guys like Phil Hughes and Sean Doolittle let it be known on Twitter. Jordan, do you think we're going to be playing baseball this year, or are you on Zach's train? I mean, we can just play the cards as to, like, what if and all the skeptics and what we believe in. I feel like we've had this conversation a lot over the past couple months as to when baseball will be played, if it will be played, what that looks like, and I guess we're nearing – reality right as days are we're getting closer now as far as like judgment day right as to like when we will actually play and if we will or or we won't so with that i'm saying we're gonna play i just don't know how many games and when things will take effect as the zach's points as far as like both sides agreeing because players want to get paid and money is the number one concern right so pay cuts the safety of the players, all of that. So who knows? What's what's your take, Brent? Yeah, I was going to say, I'm going to read a tweet here from Phil Hughes. I know everyone wants baseball back this year, but players won't be strong-armed into safe, unsafe work conditions and unfair compensation. The first part, I agree with. The second part, like we were talking earlier, they have to figure something out. You're not going to get paid your full salary for an 82-game season. Do we go into work? Getting paid if we work a four-hour day, are we ex- gonna expect to get paid for ten hours? No, that's not how that's not how it works out there. The unsafe work conditions, like you said earlier, Jordan, with these guys aren't gonna be flying around in Spirit Airline planes with everybody else. They're gonna be in their separate private planes. There's not gonna be fans in the stadium. They're going to be only by each other in the dugout and with the team that they're with. 
and they will get their testing. They have the money to test. I mean, look in the NBA when Rudy Gobert had it. They tested just like that. In 24 hours, we found out who had it, who didn't, who's safe, and who's not. So I don't know how unsafe it would be. I mean, we got doctors and nurses going, and this is going to rough, ruffle a lot of feathers, I'm sure. But we got doctors and nurses and all these people going in, even you, Jordan, going into your restaurants every day risking it. For these players to expect full pay and to think it's super unsafe to play, to me, is kind of ridiculous. What happens, though, when somebody does test positive? It is going to happen. Obviously, that player would go into quarantine. But then what happens with the rest of the team? I mean, who knows when they actually contracted the virus? And who knows who they passed it along to? I mean, they're obviously going to be testing these guys very frequently. But what happens when somebody does test positive? Does that change anything? Does does this whole operation get shut down if they, if they were going to go ahead with baseball? I mean, there's just so many what ifs, and I don't think anybody knows the right answer. But you're dealing with between the owners, the players, you're dealing with a lot of stubborn people here. And when it comes to their money, um, that's a very serious matter, and people want to get paid, and somebody's going to have to make a compromise here, and hopefully somebody does so that the fans get to see some baseball this year because if not it's 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 going to be a rough year it's already been quite the rough year but it's just going to get worse i would just say as far as like sacrificing things right i feel like a lot of people in this country especially have sacrificed things for others but like when when players right if players were to sacrifice one thing and that's for them to play the game that they're good at for america it being america's sport Mm -hmm. like what wouldn't that happen or shouldn't that happen? Yeah, I can't fight that. I mean, I'm the guy also that, I mean, the entire university I work at got shut down, so I can't really say too much. I mean, I don't know. I feel like there is, there's a risk, of course, but I don't think it's as big as we think it is for if they do no fans and they're all stay in the same hotel, fly private jets. And also with all that going on, we have to open the country up at some point. Like this, if we keep doing this, for how long? I mean, they already canceled the 2021 baseball World Baseball Classic. That's next year, which that actually scares me as well, because if they're canceling that for next year and they already canceled like part of the Olympics, like Zach said, I don't think there is baseball this year. I really don't anymore. Yeah, that cancellation of the World Baseball Classic, I, it's not completely confirmed yet, but it's sounding like it's likely going to happen. But that's a huge blow to uh, I used to live in Miami for a couple of years and that's a huge blow to Miami. I mean, they were banking on that. Mm-hmm. Um, just the international group of people that come in there. Yeah. I mean, that just, that was a huge time for, for the city of South Florida who does not typically get a lot of fans to their stadium. Uh, the Marlins practice social distancing year round. <laughs> <laughs> I think a lot I, of teams do. I can't take credit for that. I saw that on Twitter somewhere. <laughs> But um, but yeah, I mean, that was going to be a huge economic boost for, for Miami and South Florida. So that definitely hurts. But yeah, I mean, I know that was a tournament that a lot of people look forward to. It was a lot of fun um, the last time around. I don't know if it was four years ago now. But yeah, between the Olympics and the World Baseball Classic and regular baseball, I mean, this is this is just has the uh, the chance to get very ugly. The thing is, everyone has their own opinion. People agree, disagree. People love, hate. That's just how it is. Well, so to get to the fun part of the show tonight, <laughs> we are going to rank our best ballparks and our best food. And we're just going to throw a lot of stuff out there. I know we have all been to a ton of parks. 
We've all seen a lot. We've all enjoyed a lot. A lot of helmet nachos out there. We should say, though, before how many parks we've been to, just as far as like when you rank your top five, that's like a more justification as to why. So I've been to 19. So I've been to Turner Field and SunTrust, which is now Truist Bank in Atlanta. So I've been to both of those. Uh, Metrodome, Target Field. So that's like two there, but it's only one I counted. So 19 total. I've been to 16. Zach, how many have you been to? Right now I have to tally at 15. Oh, very, yeah. So we have, a, we have a little bit of ballpark experience, as you would say. So number five, Zach, who is your park? So number five, I am going to go with my homer pick, and I'm going to take City Field at number five. Ooh, why so low? Oh, that is one I haven't been to. It's a great ballpark, some great amenities, but my biggest problem with it is that it's just such a pain in the ass to get to. <laughs> coming <laughs> coming from New Jersey, even New York, just getting on the subway system, you could be it could be an hour, it could be a two hour commute just on subways and trains. It's quite brutal to get there. It's actually it makes it it takes the fun out of it, uh, especially if you're going to a seven o'clock game, get out at ten o'clock, you're not getting home like 12 or one o'clock depending on where you live and for me in central new jersey it's just it's a hike so mm. that's my biggest issue with it um it's obviously my favorite team to go watch but just sometimes i would just prefer to sit on my couch and just watch them play <laughs> would it be ranked higher um if it were was more convenient to go to yes Definitely would. And that's why uh, we're only going to go through top five here. But I mentioned to you guys, I lived in Miami for two years. And obviously, Miami ballpark, it's it's not everybody's favorite ballpark. There's really nobody there. But it's on my top 10 list, mainly just because of the convenience factor. It took me 15 minutes to get there. I had no problem parking my car in the garage. I had no problem walking to the stadium. And I actually enjoyed being able to spread out and not be on top of people and be able to put my feet up on the seat in front of me. Uh, so there's factors like that that I enjoy. And if, if it was a little bit more convenient in New York, definitely would have been a little bit higher on my list. Mm, very good. Jordan, who is what is your number five park? I went with AT&T Park, which is now Oracle Park in San Francisco. Mm, why? Uh, when we were there, what was it, like two summers ago, um, mm -hmm. we took like a ferry, and I, I was like passed out on the, on this ferry. It was, <laughs> it was, it was fun. Uh, took this sleepy, long, like, sleepy or drunk? Uh, neither, actually. <laughs> I really can't disclose why. So, uh, <laughs> All right. <laughs> So we took this ferry boat uh, around uh, San Francisco. It was cool. Then we settled in, got off, got some beers, which were like 12 bucks. That was probably the <laughs> biggest like expense as far as like that day. But uh, the weather was a bit windy um, due to the ocean breeze and it was kind of cloudy. But as far as like the experience, we actually got to see Barry Bonds on the field with Jeff Kent and that winning team. So oh, we did like a little ceremony beforehand, which was, we didn't plan that, right? We just got super lucky. Um, but to see those guys on the field before the game started was pretty badass. And that was like two years ago. So did it seem like they still hated each other? They did not stand next to each other. So. <laughs> I don't know if you guys remember, but they, they got into a big altercation in the dugout. They hated each other's guts. Yeah. Kent, Kent and Bonds. I just remember Kent picking up his kid, right? At home no, field. that was that was, J, J, that was JT Snow. Oh, that's right. 
Yeah, AT&T is nice, or Oracle now. I haven't been in it, only saw it. It's in a nice area as well. But my number five is SunTrust Park, now Truist Park in Atlanta, Georgia. And me and Jordan went there two years ago. The Mets were in town. Mm. And, yep, it was the Mets versus the Braves. And what the most interesting thing that happened to us that day is we got seats in the right field porch, but we always move around. Every park we go to, we just move around, see everything. But th- no, no joke, three home runs were literally hit around our seats. And I'm talking about a row, like not all oh, they're right around our seats. If we would have stayed, we would have probably got a home run ball, but we did not. I mean, because uh, what happened, we actually, what the convenience, or like what made it cool was that you could buy beers outside the stadium and wear mm-hmm. wristbands from Yard House and like just walk to the stadium. So like it yep. was like walking distance to the to the entry uh, gates to get in the stadium. So that, that whole was- area is super nice. And the only thing that I would say would be an upgrade there if it would move up for me would be, it, I mean, it's out in the middle of the country. It's in like uh, Dade County, I believe. And yep. there's not really many hotels out there as well. There's some, I mean, there's expensive ones, but if you want to get a reasonably priced one, you're either going to be taking a taxi or walking. But like Jordan said, there's a yard house and it's all brand new. There's apartments getting built in center to right field that overlook the stadium. Very nice park. Very nice park. Just imagine what it looks like now. I can't even, I haven't been, we haven't been there, so probably yeah. blow it up. Your number four park, Zach. Number four for me is Coors Field. Uh, gorgeous park. I did not have an altitude issue out there, uh, for those wondering. But it was gorgeous park. Uh, we stayed at a hotel in downtown Denver, and we were able to take a nice little walk to Coors Field. Just scenic, uh, the ballpark, everybody... It was a, just a very friendly town, um, no rowdiness out there. The food was good. And, uh, yeah, just a just a beautiful stadium all around. And I don't remember, I think it was against the Dodgers that I saw, but just a great overall game, just great atmosphere, and a place I would love to go back. Denver was was gorgeous, and obviously um, it's one of the, the best best young towns right now out there. A lot of young people moving there. I don't know exactly why. Maybe you do. <laughs> I but, um, <laughs> but no, it was a gr- great town. I would definitely highly recommend getting out there if you can. Very nice. Jordan, Who? what is your number four park? I went with Wrigley Field. So we went there after the Cubs had won the World Series and everyone was just still partying. So we went there uh, for opening day the following season and it was just an absolute riot. Bars were open at 9 a.m., I attended all the festivities. It was great. So as far as like embracing the history of the game and being there and all the, the history behind Wrigley Field, uh, I thought that was quite special. So I've only been there once. So yeah, that was pretty cool. Yeah, uh, that's very nice. That's a good park. I know I was there as well. One thing you got to watch, there's a lot of history there, but one thing you got to watch is when you go on StubHub and if there is red lettering saying that you're, there is a pole in front of your seat, you do not was, want to purchase those tickets. <laughs> I was just going to say, I was there maybe like 10, 15 years ago. It was a while ago. And I just remember, I wasn't right behind the pole, but I remember our view was slightly obstructed. And it was very frustrating. It was very hot. And the seats were super uncomfortable because they're just so old school. Mm-hmm. And I just did not have uh, one of my favorite experiences at Wrigley Field. So interesting that you uh, have that at the top of your list. That's interesting because like even like with me with Cures too, um, I've been there probably like six times. And I guess like with what I've seen there, I've been there a handful of times. That one time at Wrigley, I guess it was just that good of an experience. 
but it's good that we actually bring up the cons and those mm-hmm. big ass beams because I seen it for other fans and how disappointing it is. Mm-hmm. So that is a big piece. But ultimately, I think it was just for the history for me and them winning the World Series. I'm a huge Rizzo fan. So, all right, my number four is the local ballpark, the Great American Ballpark in Cincinnati. The food is, I would give it on a scale of one to ten, is probably like a seven. The beer is probably like an eight, but the city of Cincinnati around the ballpark is awesome. They have a bar across the street called the Holy Grail that gets rowdy before every game. (laughs) And they release their lineups on a chalkboard in there, which is super cool. It's like a tradition that they do. And also the opening day in Cincinnati, I have not been yet. This year was supposed to be the year, is one of the rowdiest in the league. They block off blocks. They used to have a parade. And also the best seat there, if anyone goes there, is personally, I always like to sit in the outfield or behind the plate and look out if there's a skyline. But in right field on the upper deck, if you sit over there, you can see the river and Covington, Kentucky, which is across the river, and you can see the whole ballpark and Cincinnati skyline. So that is my favorite seat in that ballpark. I know, Jordan, we've had a lot of uh, great times in Great American. Man, and I was just so looking forward to opening day. (laughs) (laughs) Had a hotel, had it all booked just so I could crawl there. (laughs) hey zach have you been there i have not it's one of the ballparks that's on my like top three to go to Ooh, i'm right there you can stay with us yeah man i might have to make a trip out there we did a uh a baseball trip um like 10 10 15 years ago i don't even remember when it was now me and my family and we went to a lot of baseball stadiums uh like in the central area it's like went to chicago bull chicago's went to Milwaukee. We drove past Cincinnati, the old stadium. Was it like, was it Synergy Field? It was Riverfront. Riverfront, okay. They may have changed the name at some point, but the stadium before Great American Ballpark. Uh, so we drove past there, went to Pittsburgh. Um, so yeah, we did a few trips, but Cincinnati was the one that was not just didn't didn't work out in our schedule. But that's definitely on top of my list. I hear it's a, a great baseball town. Mm-hmm. Very underrated city as well, and they're number one on my rankings for quality of bobbleheads. I collect bobbleheads, and theirs are always the best. Such good quality. <laughs> hey, man, I collect bobbleheads too. It's ugh, I love planning out my games when there's a bobblehead day. It's my favorite mm-hmm. thing to do. <laughs> yes, I agree with that. All right, number three, Zach. So my number three is uh, another historic place. It's Fenway Park. Um Ooh. Loved Fenway. Uh, another just uh, obviously the history is fantastic there. Great food, great beers, great atmosphere outside the stadium. We stayed at a hotel in downtown Boston. You're able to walk to the ballpark. Uh, there's parties before the game. There's parties after the game. An amazing atmosphere. And when I was younger, I actually took a tour of the stadium. There wasn't a game or anything going on, so we were able to walk throughout the clubhouse, able to sit in the dugout where uh, Nomar Garcia Parra, very superstitious player, sat in the same spot every game, <laughs> able to sit in his spot, um, able to take us out to the Green Monster, and they were telling us a story about there's the big sit-go sign out in left field, mm-hmm. and apparently Joe Carter just was always very successful in Boston. And somebody asked him, I guess he, he hit a lot of home runs to left field. And somebody asked him, like, why do you like why do you always hit the ball to left field? Like, why do you hit it by that sicko sign over there all the time? And his answer was, what the hell is sicko? I thought it said see it go. 
So he would always hit it out there, and I just thought that was a th- thought that was a cool story. And yeah, just so much history with that ballpark. I prefer Fenway over Wrigley personally. But ha- have you have you been out there, Jordan, to Boston? I'm curious yeah, where you compared actually, the two. So I did a tour there, and it's a tragic story because uh, I landed days after they won the World Series in 2018. Mm-hmm. So I had planned to go to Game Six or Seven, but I had landed on the day that they would have played game six and that was also the same day that they had their world series parade and i also had missed that by several hours so didn't it was a you, very uh, didn't devastating you, didn't you uh didn't you tell the story on the pod with shelly yeah so I it was like i heard it <laughs> yeah it wasn't good and uh but i did feel like a winner being in boston so uh <laughs> i did do the tour of fenway which was cool and i got a little insight there but it wasn't the same as uh being there for a game. So I technically count it on my list of 19 ballparks, but uh, seeing that I've, I actually sat in a seat, but I did not attend a game. Definitely got to get back out there. It was a fun game. Nice. All right, Jordan, what's your number three? I went with Target Field simply because I can get there in 15 minutes. And that's with parking. Beautiful thing. I feel like it's, I mean, that's obviously my home park. I've been there a lot of times. I love every minute of it. I still wander, sit probably, I've probably sat in every section of the ballpark by now. The great skyline views, especially there during the summer the, when the weather is perfect, it's the time to go. Beers are flowing. I love my local beers. It just, it just hits different. So that's why it's my number three. I agree with that as well with the skylines. Probably the number one skyline from a ballpark, I think, in the league. And that target field is also my number three. And the scene around the ballpark as well, uh, there's a bar called Kieran's. That's right, Jordan. Yep. Yep. Kieran's, that is huge. It has outdoor seating. It is right by Target Center. That is a great place to go. There's also, I mean, there's bars all the way around. And you have the light rail that runs literally right past Target Target Field that picks you up from pretty much anywhere. You can get a hotel 10 minutes away. It'll drop you off the front door of the Target Field. Very nice. To the number two park. Actually, no, I was going to ask you, Zach, have you been to Target Field? Nope. That's another one that's right at the top of my list of places to go. I've heard great things about Minneapolis being a fantastic city as well. And with the new ballpark, um, yeah, that's just one place that I would love to just go for a weekend and catch a game or two. Yeah, there's no shortage of beer in Minneapolis, that's for sure. What is your both of your beer of choices at a ball game? I usually go with, well... Honestly, it's not very consistent. If I'm not sure of the local beers, I go with mm-hmm. Budweiser. I usually always have one Budweiser in a game. Otherwise, it's a local IPA. But I keep it local at any, every ballpark, typically. Yeah, Budweiser, a.k.a. D- the diesel. Diesel fuel. <laughs> diesel but fuel. Yeah, I, <laughs> I had a I, lot of diesel fuel in Bush Stadium. So. <laughs> I agree with Jordan on that. I always go for the local brews, and then I always have to have at least one Budweiser just because Budweiser and baseball is about the most perfect thing you can get. Oh, yeah. Zach, what do you go? It doesn't get much better than that. I enjoy a good Bud. Uh, I'm usually a Bud Light guy. Uh, I like Bud Light, and I'm a big Yingling fan as well, which is popular out here on the East Coast. I don't know if you guys have that out there. but Not it's so my- much in Minnesota, but... Pittsburgh, it's where it's from, right? Yep. Oh, yeah, that some, way. In somewhere Pennsylvania. in Pennsylvania. So, yeah, Pittsburgh definitely has it. Philly, um, New York's got it too. But, yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, it's a popular I first heard about it when I was in Florida. Yeah, the Florida juice. Yeah. Yingling. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what is your number two, Zach? 
Number two for me, which I easily could have put at number one. Um, I honestly remember it more than number one because it was more recent, but number two is Petco Park out in San Diego. Oh, man, San Diego, beautiful city. Uh, I wish I could just live there. Um, I don't know if I'd fit in, though. It's a lot of hippies out there. (laughs) (laughs) But great stadium. Uh, It's right in downtown. I actually stayed at the Omni Hotel, which is attached to the ballpark. There's a little walkway, so you don't even have to leave the hotel. You can just go up an escalator. There's a little path, and it gets you to the ballpark, which is always awesome. But yeah, great craft brews out there. We went there. There was a little beer fest out on the garden and terrace outside. Um, Great food I had. I'm a, I'm a sucker for, uh, we're going to talk about this in a few, food-wise, but I'm a sucker for a good hot dog at a ball game. And my goodness, I just had, like, the meatiest, juiciest hot dog. <laughs> <laughs> usually, usually with my friends, I have no shame in just calling it a, a meaty, juicy wiener, but. <laughs> <laughs> just deep throwing it, too. Yeah, but whatever. It was just such a good hot dog and a beer. And I actually, I was just so excited to eat the hot dog that I spilled the entire beer all over myself. (laughs) But I got another beer and it was one of the best dog beer combos I've ever had at a ball game. Much better than a Dodger dog, I might add. Uh, I thought that was very overrated. But yeah, just San Diego, just looking out at the city and just, uh, it was a Fantastic ball game. The Western Metal Supply building in left field. I wish I could have gotten tickets out there because I think that would have been just an amazing view. But, yeah, we saw the Rockies play in San Diego and Trevor Story hit a huge home run, like, right right off that Western Supply building. But, yeah, just a fantastic game. And then, yeah, you just don't even have to get in the car and leave. You can just walk through downtown San Diego or walk to the hotel, but and they have a great Tony Gwynn statue and memorial outside the ballpark. Uh, just a lot of some more history over in San Diego, and uh, yeah, just one of my favorites. I easily could have put it at number one, but I think it's a solid two. I know you've been there, Jordan. Did you enjoy it as much as he did? Uh, yeah, and that's why I ranked it number two as well. There we so, go. It was, a, it was a debate between. Oh, well, I'm not going to say my number one. It was, I was considering placing it as my number one. I loved San Diego. We actually played the Twins when we were there. And, like, the catwalk, like, when you are on, like, the terrace level, like, the top level, you can, like, see the ocean mm-hmm. while you're in the stadium. Wow. And then there's, like, a Tony Gwynn lounge. I mean, everything that we experienced in that ballpark in that short time we were there, I loved it and embraced every minute of it. Even though I can't remember every single minute, I really enjoyed it. <laughs> Too many craft brews. Yeah, a lot of craft brews, but enjoyed it. It was awesome. That's good stuff. That's one of my ones that I want to go to, Coors Field and Petco. But I've not been I've not been a Petco and I've heard a lot of good things, but especially from you two. My number two is Camden Yards in Baltimore, Maryland. I for, I don't know. A lot of people don't like it as much as I do, but for some reason that was one of the best baseball days I had. And it was just me, my wife, and my kid. We stayed at the local Holiday Inn right down the street. It was cheap. It was a very nice, cheap hotel. We went to the local bar that was right across the street. There was maybe 500 people at the game because it was rainy and cold that night. But the history with the balls they have in the outfield of where guys hit home runs and yep. the ball dropped, to me, that was awesome. I, there was Ken Griffey's and all that. And the food and beer was really good. I It was excellent. My wife said that was the best hot dog she's ever had was in – Camden Yards but I think if 
that if they had a great team like when they had Chris Davis and Manny Machado, that area would be insane, especially in the fall too with the Orioles, or not the Orioles, with the Ravens Stadium literally right down the street. If you get both of those teams at home on a Sunday, <laughs> that would be an insane party, I think. Yeah, the stadiums are not far. I've been to Camden Yards many times. We used to have a uh, some connection. My dad had some connection. Get tickets like 10 rows behind home plate, uh, a couple games every year at Camden Yards. So we would go there pretty frequently from Jersey. So it's like a three, three and a half hour drive. So I completely agree with you. It's a gorgeous ballpark. Some great barbecue food out on, I don't remember the name of the street, um, but right out in right field there. Um, there's a bunch of vendors out there. And yeah, it's a great ballpark. Uh, not too far from Inner Harbor in Baltimore. Mm-hmm. Nice place to walk around. But the problem with Baltimore recently, like you said, the team has been god-awful. And yeah, Baltimore is just its just not the best city to really walk around. A lot of homeless people and stuff. So it's its its not the best family experience when you're walking with kids and you're getting hounded um, by some weird people on the sidewalks. But other than that, the stadium itself is a gorgeous stadium. And I definitely think it's a very underappreciated stadium in baseball. But, yeah, if that team was was much better, it would be a fantastic place and atmosphere to catch a ball game. Yeah, and that wall or that big building they have out in right field, I mean, that's what it's known for is that 200 – no, it ain't 200 feet. I'd say 100-foot building that just yep. runs, across right, runs across right field there. But, yeah, I loved it there. I don't know, Jordan, have you been there? Uh, no, that was actually one stadium that uh, I have not been to yet, but we had discussed going there this year. Mm, yep, that whole yeah. East Coast trip. Yeah, and also honestly, like as far as like the experience from a fan fan standpoint in the exterior, like because there's no one goes to the games, right? Yeah, I was just thinking. I mean, from a base baseball fan standpoint, I it's off the it's not definitely on the list. Yeah. But as far as like, it seems kind of a scare from the exterior. Yeah, we had. I think the game we went to was the Yankees, and I think they lost like ten to two. It was a pounding. It was a, a Dil, I think Dylan Bundy was on the mound, and it was just a freaking pounding. Just a shelling. <laughs> just a shelling. <laughs> Sounds about I right. I remember it was like the third inning, and uh, their bullpen's right in center field. If you sit in left field, you can actually look over and watch them warm up. I think it was like the third inning; they were already warming up, guys. It was one of those games. <laughs> the ball out in right Zach, field. Zach, did was, you actually- tank- go ahead? Uh, I was going to ask you, did you experience any slums in San Diego by the ballpark? Maybe a few, but like I said, I didn't really, we kind of went straight to the hotel because uh, we were staying there and it was connected so we didn't have to walk too much outside. But when you are walking around downtown San Diego and close to the water, yes, there are quite a few. Yeah, because that was like, it's like this homeless capital of the world, it seemed like. on that. There's like one strip going to Pacific Beach. Yep. And it yeah. was rough. And the weather's so nice. Why not just camp out on the street? Yeah, but I know yeah. San Diego and San Francisco are uh, very big spots for that. If I were to be homeless, I'd definitely be on the West Coast. Yeah, it's a good place to do it. Yeah. Um, yeah. But Brent, I was going to ask you the home run with Ken Griffey Jr. in Camden Yards. Did it hit that warehouse in right field, or did it just hit the path like right before the warehouse? I don't remember the story with that. No, the ball. I think it's the farthest traveled ball to right field that. It's in the. It's not to the wall. It's not all the way to the wall. It's out okay. on the concourse. Sh- but I think it's the farthest right field traveled ball. I believe. Yeah. We'll go to the number ones. Dun dun dun. dun. Do we Zach. all have the same number one? I'm I'm wondering. 
I think we do. I know Jordan hasn't sent a ballpark that I know he loves is up there. So <laughs> I know me and him have the same number one. I, I bet yeah. you do too, maybe. It's it's me as well. It's, I think we're all in agreement here that it's PNC Park in Pittsburgh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> one of one of the most scenic views I've ever seen um, just anywhere. Baseball stadium, just any view ever. Just looking at that bridge and the, uh, what is it, three three rivers out there. Um, just a gorgeous view. And once again, the food, phenomenal, good beers, just a phenomenal baseball experience. And Pittsburgh, just not even baseball, just a, it's a great town in general. So I remember that being... Uh, one of my favorite ballparks. It was a very long time ago that I was there, but I just remember it being so memorable that I had to put it at number one. Uh, Petco was more of a recent trip for me, but those one, two, um, yeah, that's kind of how I have them at one and two. Yeah, I would say the city of Pittsburgh is underrated. To mm-hmm. effect, I mean, like as far as I, we really enjoyed our time there, um, but the hospitality that we experienced inside the stadium was another yes. thing. Like it had rained wasn't there like a rain delay? Yeah, they would rain and, the first game. Yeah, and the so each each section has ushers, right? Typically, they just look at your ticket and they say you can and cannot sit there, or they guide you to where you're going to be sat, or show or like basically like point to where you're going to sit because they actually don't move. These guys not only show you where you're going to be sat, they bring you to your seats and then they but first they brush them off or dry them off with towels. <laughs> like what? <laughs> And like and, every usher in every section did that. We yep. actually saw two games while we were there that weekend. Met, talked to the same guy both games, and tr- he treated us the same every inning. And was it was it just a towel or was it a disinfecting wipe? Well, it did dry the whole surface. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was impressive. I remember that. That was I was like, we we're just we both looked at each other and we're like, dang. And then the guy comes back and has like a twenty minute conversation with us about things in the city. Yeah, and then you just kind of look around the ballpark and all the ushers are doing the exact same thing with everybody else. And even he said that fans had told him that no other ballpark is like that. Yeah, You know, I've wondered, because I've seen this this question circulated around Twitter uh, for maybe the past month or so, like favorite ballparks, and I think I put something out there and PNC was my number one. And Brent, you <laughs> you said that there, there was just fantastic hospitality in Pittsburgh. And I've been thinking to myself, you know, what happened in Pittsburgh that makes you say <laughs> that? And now I know that they wiped your seat down with a towel, nice and clean. <laughs> Yeah, that was no one wants impressive. a wet ass for nine innings. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, but yeah, like Jordan said too, that city is so underrated. When I we, that was the first time I ever been to Pittsburgh was last last year around this time is when we went on that baseball trip, and I was expecting industrial, maybe a little bit dirty. But we pulled in, we go down that big hill, go through that tunnel, we it just opens up, and you're like, wow, this is nice, and it's not industrial at all. It's literally. I thought Cleveland and Pittsburgh would be the opposite of what each other are. I thought mm-hmm. Cleveland would be cleaner, not so much industrial stuff. Pittsburgh would be more industrial, but it's complete opposite. And there's also a hill in Pittsburgh that you can go on top where me and Jordan actually recorded one of our episodes Did way back really? in the day. Yep, we wow. recorded on top of that hill overlooking the city. Man, I actually sweet. forgot about that. That yep, was one, that of, the was one of our first views. ones. That was one of the best <laughs> views. How was the uh, audio quality on that episode? <laughs> Very uh, bad. Yeah, we're actually film uh, recording it off of one phone. We were sh- we were holding it in the center console of the car, and then there was motorcycles driving by. <laughs> so, zoom, zoom. 
<laughs> as you can hear him if you go to that episode, probably. I'm going to have to go yeah. back and check that out. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, then we just ended up driving down to PNC Park just to finish the recording outside the stadium. Yep. But even that like was... the fact that you can walk to like Heinz Field from PNC mm-hmm. and that's all nice and clean and like, I don't know, I was impressed. And one other thing too that's pretty cool actually is a guy that I worked with at Disney at ESPN down there for like two years. It's an older guy. He's like 65. His son owns Mike Beer, Mike's Beer Bar right on the corner by PNC Park. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they just fixed all that up and everything. He's always like, come to Pittsburgh, come to Pittsburgh, go to the park. Go. We went there last year. But that's just one thing I thought was pretty cool too. That has a little bit of a connection to PNC. Very cool. So we'll go on food here quick. We don't want it to make this an hour episode. So we'll kind of just probably, you can list your top five and then pick why why your number one is what it is. So Zach, we'll start with you. So I don't even know if I have a top five, but I mean, obviously beer is a big thing at the game. But I also said before, I'm I'm a huge hot dog guy. I usually try to get a hot dog at uh, every stadium that I'm at. It's usually kind of how I judge the food at a stadium is the hot dog. I think we're gonna we're gonna just mention like favorite ballpark foods and then maybe like one specialty item, I guess, at once mm-hmm. at a stadium that we really enjoy. Mm-hmm. My specialty thing out here on the East Coast in New Jersey, New York, we're very big on uh on deli food and um i got my jewish roots so i'm a very big deli sandwich guy and if you guys ever go to city field i don't know if you guys have have you both been to city field before no i have not not. have not okay well when you guys do come to city field i will meet you there and we're gonna go grab a pastrami sandwich at one of the stands that they have pastrami on rye with some spicy spicy brown mustard a little pickle Mm -hmm. on the side Oh my sweet lord! It is a beautiful thing. Um, have, you, have you guys ever had a pastrami or corned beef sandwich before? Yes, yes, I have. Ru- Rubens too, right? Like it's kind of somewhat like a Reuben or a Cuban. It's like a Reuben. They just don't put the. There's no cheese on there. I mean, I guess you could get cheese or slaw on there if you wanted, but mm-hmm. they typically just do a corned beef or pastrami on rye with either mustard or Russian dressing. And it's just so greasy and tender, and the meat is just, oh, my God, it's phenomenal. You may be in the bathroom for a little while after, but it's worth it. <laughs> nice. <laughs> That's some good stuff. Zach, I know what you need. I'm actually going to send the t- uh, the photo to your phone right now, but it's okay. the 24-inch boomstick. That's what you need. That's actually, yeah. you can find that at Target Field. Is this the Nelson Cruz special? Yep, the boomstick, the 24-inch hot dog. <laughs> a 24 inch hot dog oh my goodness do you see it I, yet i could easily down this thing i'm gonna take i'm gonna i'm not a jalapeno guy i might take the jalapenos off but oh my god that looks like a dream come true <laughs> thank you for sending that i'm gonna look at it all night now <laughs> jordan is that your food then that boomstick uh no gotta really dabble with the boomstick <laughs> <laughs> What do you got then? What's your uh, kind of your foods that you enjoy and what's your best one? Uh, Manny's Barbecue Pulled Pork Nachos Ooh, there from it is. PNC. His name is Manny Sanguian. Uh, play with the Pirates for quite some time. Brent, if you have any history on the guy. But uh, he was a legend in the ballpark. He actually made appearances throughout each game, I think, even the game that we We did. were there. Yeah, we were there yeah, when he so was there. The fans wait for him to stop by. But uh, as far as value at PNC or even just overall quality, hands down, best nachos I've ever had. I actually have a photo of those too. 
But as far as like a must get item at any ballpark that I've ever been to, uh, that would be that. Those nachos. I think they're only like eleven dollars, and they could feed two people. Yeah, so. and we got like three of them in two yeah. games. <laughs> yeah, so they what were just served in like no, boats. Yeah, they actually weren't served in a helmet, Brent. But he still bought them anyway. Brent would be disappointed. <laughs> he actually still bought them. <laughs> Going on, bouncing off that. That's probably my thing. Is. <laughs> I love the helmet nachos. I get them, try to get them at every park that has them. I don't know if that'll be a thing have, anymore. I have literally every ballpark, pretty much, besides <laughs> the ones that don't have it. And the best ones, I would have to say, were, were Kansas City just because of the barbecue. But Target Field had great ones. I mean, since they all, Cincinnati, Cleveland, I've had them all. I've had all the helmets. I know that New York has a big nacho stand that you can get in a Mets helmet, so I'll be sure to take you there when we go to a Mets game. <laughs> nice. Yeah, and I'm that guy that's just sitting in the stands, munching on some nachos, enjoying <laughs> baseball, sweating in the sun. Greasy-ass fingers. <laughs> Do you top it off with a with an ice cream sundae, soft-serve sundae, in a helmet as well? Yes, I do, in the mini helmets, which I have oh, about man. 25 of those, too. I top it off that's my dessert so you get a full so you get the full-size helmet for the nachos and then the mini helmet with the ice cream (laughs) yep and then wash them out in the bathroom and dry them out with the paper towels and take them on home (laughs) i need to i need to see a picture of this setup that you have with all these helmets in your house i need to see this (laughs) yeah i'm gonna i'll send you the whole case it's pretty it's pretty funny (laughs) there it is guys there's the food there's the parks and this was this was fun this makes me miss baseball, and all I know is that when baseball is back up and fans are allowed, the three of us need to meet up somewhere for a ball game and a beer and a hot dog and maybe some helmet nachos. Yes, I, I and get a bobblehead while we're at it. Yes, yes, it has to be a bobblehead game. I won't accept anything else. Yeah, let's do it. And I was going to say, too, I know that first part of the show, that's going to be touchy for some people. But if you listen all the way through, that's just our opinions. Everyone has their own. Sure. You guys have anything else? No, it was a fun episode, guys. Yes, it was. All right, have a good night, everyone.